Welcome to Fully Vetted Animal Care News from the Clinic to the Farm, presented by the Ohio Veterinary Medical Association. And here are your hosts, Mia Cunningham and David Frash. Welcome back to Fully Vetted. My name is Mia Cunningham. I am here with my co-host, David Frash, as well as our executive producer, Kristen Bennett. So, David, we had a chance to sit down with Dr. Robert Knapp. Um, just talk to him a little bit about servicehood and his commitment to the profession. Can you share with our audience a little bit more about our conversation with him? I'd be happy to. So, as you said, Mia, we had the, the chance to sit down with a titan in the industry, Dr. Robert Knapp. He has served over 20 years in, in some sort of, of voluntary capacity, either with OVMA or, or with AVMA. And I think to me, the biggest takeaway I had from this interview is just his his willingness and his want to always give back to the profession. Yeah. It was refreshing. It was uh, it was very enjoyable. Uh, I thought I knew Dr. Knapp ahead of the interview, and I got to learn so much more about him. So I think yeah. this is one of those interviews that we were looking forward to and, and one that we're very proud of. I hope everyone enjoys it. And we hope you're inspired by it. So enjoy. We are here with Dr. Robert Knapp. Dr. Knapp, thank you so much for being here with us today. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we just want to talk a little bit about your background. So you currently own Knapp Veterinary Hospital, which was founded by your grandfather in 1945. You've got your master's of animal science from Texas A&M and just have this broad history in veterinary medicine. Not only that, Dr. Knapp, but you volunteer across a number of different organizations. You are the current treasurer of the Veterinary Medicine Alumni Society, an active OSU alumni, having participated on a number of search committees for the college, including dean, department chairs, practitioner liaisons, and clinical faculty. In addition to that, you've also been very passionate about supporting veterinary students and has served as a mentor and advisor to many. You've opened up your hospital to both second and fourth year students for clinical skills and clerkship experiences. You are a treasure to us here at the OVMA. So you've been a member, very active, and an advocate for the OVMA for over 26 years. We've greatly benefited from your leadership as you've chaired or participated in the legislative and finance committees, as well as the Midwest Veterinary Conference Committee, in addition to having served as OVMA president in 2007. Well, thank you for having me. That's a very nice introduction, and, and I appreciate all those those kind words. It's, I can honestly say serving the OVMA, serving veterinarians in Ohio has not only been a fun endeavor, and a, it's a joy to work with a great staff at OVMA, great colleagues and uh, other veterinary volunteers, uh, but just uh, you know, always being able to know that we're paying forward and, and trying to help our profession in this state advance and move forward is is. You know, it's part of what growing up in this profession was part of uh, what my grandfather and father instilled in me, and I'm glad to be able to continue that tradition. So there are a variety of things that we could talk about. But for our listeners today, we just wanted to kind of pare it down and focus on your role at the American Veterinary Medical Association. Earlier this year, you were elected to serve as the AVMA Board of Directors District 5 representative for a term of six years. Dr. Knapp, can you please share with our listeners what your responsibilities are in this role? As AVMA's District five representative. I represent West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. And our goal is to oversee and promote policies within the AVMA that support our members, support the profession in general, uh, overseeing obviously the resources that the AVMA uh, is entrusted with uh, financially as far as uh, human resources, and then overseeing the executive director. Uh, we work with uh, her uh, and their the AVMA team to uh, make sure our member needs are being met. 
Now, as you mentioned, District 5 includes Ohio, Kentucky, Michigan, and West Virginia. Now, how are the issues facing each state similar or different? So I think there's a lot of similarities, and not just in, in this district, but nationally. We look at sort of the broad picture, uh, the AVMA's focuses and, and our profession's focuses. I think first and foremost in the news recently, issues about our, our profession's well-being. You know, I think the increased suicide rate amongst veterinarians is a concerning trend, and that, that encompasses a, a pretty broad range of things. We look at our, our financial well-being, we look at our educational debt, we look at a broad range of, of issues that not just Ohio and District 5, but nationally are on the radar. Uh, we look at changes in our scope of practice, changes in or, or threats on other professions creeping into our profession, consolidation in our supply chain, getting fewer and fewer drug companies, so fewer options for resources, and then um, add in consolidation of veterinary practices, big corporate practices developing and uh, accumulating smaller practices is, is a concern to some, and it's a trend that affects all of us. And then we look at our advocacy efforts nationally, as well as in each state. Those are all very similar things, and I don't think District 5 is any different from any others. Some of the differences, I think, are the size of the profession in each state. A couple of states, West Virginia, probably more, is, is fewer veterinarians, so their resources are not going to be as broad and, and encompassing as a state like Ohio that has more veterinarians than the others. And I think what we're able to do as, at AVMA is make sure that best practices are shared across our whole region. So we've talked about kind of the day-to-day responsibilities you have as District 5 rep. Are there any initiatives that you plan on implementing during the course of your tenure with the AVMA? I'm not really a, a, a big guy on, on agendas and initiatives. I think, you know, honestly, my, my style's sort of been my only uh, agenda or the, my biggest concern is, is what are the members' needs? And, and I think everything starts and stops with that. Uh, when, we, when I look at issues or, or decisions that need to be made uh, on the AVMA level, and granted, I've been in this job now less than six months, so I'm still pretty, pretty new at it, but it's what, what do the members in our profession, what is the right answer for them? What do they need? What helps those individuals practice in their environment? Are they able to get, get the most out of their practices? What is in the way of success, and can the AVMA can our state VMAs work to uh, get any barriers out of their way so there are no limits to what we can do? Sounds like a, a great goal there, Dr. Knapp. So at this point, I know you've only been in this role for uh, six months or so, but what have you found to be the most rewarding aspects of your AVMA service thus far? Yeah, in the short time, I think uh, pretty similar to why I've become engaged and involved in organized veterinary medicine is the relationships I get to build and the people I get to work with as far as other colleagues and veterinarians on the board of directors for the AVMA. I think when we have a common goal of doing the best for the profession and if we're working with a group of people that have that same goal, it makes that task a bit easier. Whenever there's meetings, whether it's OVMA or AVMA, that's time out of the clinic, there's time away from family, and you're always having to balance those needs. But when you get done with a meeting or a task and there's a sense of accomplishment and you can enjoy that time, I think you feel better that that's all time well spent. So. I think it's continuing to grow those relationships that I've established at the state level and take what I have learned working with everybody in Ohio and then moving on to the national scene with that and and try to advance those same goals. 
Dr. Knapp, you've served the community in a variety of capacities. So if someone in our listening audience is interested in getting more involved in serving their profession, what tips would you have for them to getting started and then to carry on a legacy of service? I'd like to encourage anybody that wants to give back or... I always use the quote from Woody Hayes of pay it forward. When I graduated from my undergraduate at Ohio State, Woody Hayes was the speaker at my commencement, and he talked during that speech about paying it forward. You can never pay back. You can only pay forward. Pay, uh, you know, sort of respect the history and make sure that those that come after us have all the opportunities and benefits that we had. And I take that that sort of, in a nutshell, is why I do some of these things. If anybody was interested in or had the goal of trying to help that next generation step up and and ask, how can I help? I think there's always opportunities for volunteers at the state level on committees, volunteers at the Midwest Conference, uh, volunteering to help with interviews at Ohio State or even during certain classes. There are opportunities to be mentors or or resources for students that need mentorship or have special questions. And and I think we have a great profession that's engaged and we already give back a lot to our clients and our communities, making sure we give back to the students and the profession in general is just as important. When asked, step up and, and, and say, sure, I can do that. That's really great advice. So speaking of paying it forward and the legacy of service, we would be remiss if we did not recognize the recent loss of our friend and our dear colleague and a giant to the profession, Dr. Linda Lord. Would you mind, Dr. Knapp, sharing a bit of your work together at AVMA, your friendship and her impact on the profession? Linda and I had a great relationship that, that just grew and grew over time. Some would probably think, what are those two? Why are those two friends? I mean, they're, they're sort of polar opposites uh, individuals. Uh, but I think Linda and I had the same goal. Linda had an incredible gift for cutting through the BS, and she saw people for what they were. And she was a very straightforward person also. And I think I appreciated you know, her, her honesty. Nobody could be more loyal. Nobody could be more stubborn sometimes. Nobody could be more committed to a goal. And her her passion and advocacy for animal welfare, the veterinary profession's well-being, and veterinary students and her friends and colleagues and co-workers was, was incredible. Every day, I learned something from Linda. She was a tremendous mentor. She was a tremendous friend. And our profession is going to miss her. I miss her every day. When presented with a a difficult question, I always ask myself, you know, what would Linda do with this? I do that all the time, and I always will. And I think she just had an ability to look at things, see things, cut through the stuff that was in the way, and and drill in on. And and honestly, if I can live up to half of her legacy, I'll be doing pretty well, I think. I think everyone here in Ohio, uh, not only those who you represent as part of District 5, and now uh, with your role with AVMA, everyone across the country has a a debt of gratitude to you uh, for your service to this profession and your willingness to speak out on issues and your leadership. So, you know, we greatly appreciate your time here today on Fully Vetted. Uh, Is there anything else you would want to, I guess we didn't mention or we didn't ask that you would like to leave our listening audience with? I think the only thing would be just encourage anyone who has concerns or questions or comments, please let someone in leadership know. I do not want to be a representative in a vacuum. I need input. I need comments. I need opinions so that we can make sure that as a district representative, I've got the information I need to make the decisions I need. And 
It's not about me. It's not about individuals. It's about what our members need. And this is also at the state level. We cannot lead and perform and make sure that we're good advocates for our profession if we don't have the input from all of our members. And I encourage all members to let someone know and don't suffer in silence. Don't complain you know, to yourself. If there's an issue, let someone at the OVMA or your district reps know what your issues are. And then there are resources available to help and make sure we are all moving forward. Well, again, thank you, Dr. Knapp. On behalf of everyone here at OVMA, we appreciate you taking the time out of your extremely busy day to share some thoughts. Just as a reminder to everyone, we'll include not only our contact information, but Dr. Knapp's contact information in the show notes, should you want to provide feedback on anything related to AVMA, OVMA, or the profession itself. Again, Dr. Knapp, on behalf of all of us, thank you. Thank you. Rounding out today's show, we have a brief segment with OVMA board member, Dr. Amanda Wagner. Take a listen. We have with us today Dr. Amanda Wagner, who represents the 2nd District on OVMA's board. She is a veterinarian at the Tri-County Veterinary Service. She's been practicing for six years, and she lives in Wapakoneta, Ohio. How are you? I'm great. So can you walk us through why you decided to serve as a volunteer leader here at OVMA? Sure. Uh, as a veterinary student at Ohio State, I had the opportunity to get involved with the OVMA and see a little bit about what the OVMA does for its membership and jumped at the opportunity to represent the veterinarians in my rural part of Ohio. And how do you see OVMA serving the profession? What I see with OVMA um, are a couple of great, great things that the OVMA does. One is just fostering really great relationships with other veterinarians throughout the state um, and even the country through networking opportunities, providing continuing education opportunities for veterinarians and students alike, and then advocating for the profession on issues that uh, affect veterinarians uh, within the state of Ohio. Great. No, that's a, that's a good answer. So we're going to take a, a question outside of veterinary medicine. Sure. Tell, us, tell us something unique about yourself. Unique about me. Um, a couple years ago, I completed a rim-to-rim Grand Canyon hike, which involves hiking uh, 14 miles down the north rim, across the Colorado River, and then uh, about 8 to 10 miles up on the south side. Wow, that's impressive. I'm tired just thinking about that. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for joining us. Great. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with your AVMA District 5 representative, Dr. Robert Knapp, as well as learned a little bit more about OVMA board member, Amanda Wagner. Mia, can you let our listeners know what we have in store on the next episode? Absolutely. So David, I had the chance to sit down with Dr. Colleen Opremchek. She serves as wellness director at the Ohio Physicians Health Program. And she joined me to talk about resources and services available to veterinarians through the Ohio Physicians Health Program. We rounded out the episode with another rendition of Meet Your Board Member, where I had the chance to sit down with Dr. Barbara Musoff. On behalf of everyone here at OVMA, myself, my co-host Mia, and our producer Kristen, we greatly appreciate everyone listening. Until next time, thanks. The Ohio Veterinary Medical Association is always seeking ways to enrich your member experience. To access resources mentioned in this episode, share your feedback, and send us an email or voice message, please visit fullyvettedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to Fully Vetted. We'll see you next time.